Welcome to New Destiny Christian Center's Message of the Week. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Teresa Verdecchio. If you want to find more information about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com. So all of this, what you're, what you're witnessing, what you're participating in, is part of activation, right? It's, it's an activation that begins to take place. And so, um, I'm, you know, it's the year of activation, and um, we've been talking about it. We started off with aspiration. Last week, we talked about commission, okay? And this week, we're going to talk about timing, Okay, timing is something that's very important. I'm going to skip through a bunch of stuff, and so you'll have to follow along with me here. Ecclesiastes chapter number 3, verse number 1. The Bible says, To everything there is a season, a time for every purpose under heaven. Okay, it says that there's seasons and a time. Seasons and time. It touches both of those in here. I'm going to start out quickly, though, with seasons, because there's some seasons that are opening up. So you jump down to verse number two. It says, a time to be born, a time to die. A time to plant, a time to pluck what is planted. A time to kill, a time to heal. A time to break, and a time to build up. A time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. So there's seasons that are important for us to begin to grasp and understand. Right? Seasons are vital. I always say that when you can begin to understand some of these important concepts within Christianity, you can begin to move and do a lot. Right? Seasons and times are one of those. When you can begin to understand seasons and operate within the seasons, you can begin to move some things. Right? right now it's winter. Do you plant in winter? You don't plant in winter. Why? Because you don't want to? Well, you might not want to. Right? But you don't plant in winter because you will not gain the harvest. It's not the season for planting in the winter. Okay? When a farmer understands seasons, he plants at the proper time in order to reap a harvest. Now, when you're looking at the things of God, seasons aren't the same as planting and, and, and harvesting type stuff. Okay, because God moves in seasons, but those seasons you have to begin to, uh, uh, you have to be in touch with the things of God so that you know when the season is. All right, now God spoke to me something. We were sitting down there, we were just worshiping, I was enjoying myself, uh, and, and he decided to show me something. We're, we're, we were talking in 2022 about activation, activation. Act if you don't know what the word is, stay around for another week or two, because you're going to get so sick of hearing the word activation. When you're so sick of it, it makes you want to throw up, you might be getting it. So that's my goal. I want everyone to throw up. No, I'm kidding. I don't want that. But I'm sitting here and I'm minding my own business and we're worshiping God and I'm enjoying the presence of God. And uh, what, what God showed me, and, and, and I think this is probably for many people that are here, is we're in a season of activation. Now, that's exciting. Some people have come to me and said, Pastor, I'm so excited about activation. And they've begun to 
to do something, an action, to correspond with their activation. That's great. But what God showed me when I was standing there was a sprint car race. That, that, they don't, I don't even know if they do those anymore. Do you guys know what a sprint car race is? Oh, good Lord, two people raised their hands. I'm in trouble. That's those little funny-looking cars that race on dirt, and it's a real small track, and it's, the, the reason people liked it, it was kind of chaotic. It was like a crazy race. It wasn't NASCAR, right? Those things, when they would go, it was just this, rah, and they would go, and, and they'd be cutting each other off, and they'd be trying to hurry up and go. What the Lord showed me, and the reason this is important is, we're activating, and we're kind of at the beginning of a sprint car race. So if you're excited about activation, don't let somebody else cutting you off get rid of your excitement. Because it's a push, and, and, and it's, almost like, it's almost like God just said, I open the gates, and those who sense the season and move will move, but there's going to be some jostling, and it's okay. It, it's, it's okay. You're going to get bumped and banged, right? But just, just stay the course. Get in there. Keep on moving, all right? Now, God showed me that for a reason. So I know that there's some here that maybe you've been jostled or you're in for a jostle. All right. So, seasons. Seasons. I'm always reminded, when I think of seasons, one of the things that, that gets me, timing is important within seasons, when God opens doors, it's important that we jump through, that we begin to move. And we're in a season of activation. And there's some other seasons that are happening right now. And if, if, you'll, if you'll sense and see, jealousy will prevent you from activating within a season. If you see a bunch of other people activating, you can do one of two things. You can jump in there and say, God must be doing something, so I'm going to find a way to get in on the wave. Or you go, well, it must be nice. Everyone else is doing it, and I'm not doing it. So you've got to jump in. So when they sent, here's, here's Moses, right? They go, they, 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 they get out of Egypt. He leads them out. Moses dies. Joshua comes in. It's time to go into the promised land. Joshua says, I'm going to send 12 spies over. So he sends 12 spies over, the leaders of each of the tribes, right? He took the people that were prominent, one out of each tribe. He sends them over into the promised land because he wants them to spy it out. They come back. Most of you know the story. They come back, right? And they said, whew, this land is cool. Now, God had already told them, the land is yours. I'm giving you the land. They came back with grapes, that the, the clusters of grapes were so big that they had to carry it on their shoulders on a pole in between two men. They said, the land surely flows with milk and honey. In other words, man, this land is great. This land is awesome. But ten of them said, but we got a problem. There's giants in the land. And we can't do it. They, they were ten out of twelve. That's not good. And the people said, oh, my goodness, we can't go. They're going to kill us. They're giants. And we're like grasshoppers in their eyes. They're really big. Right? How many people here are afraid of grasshoppers? You don't need to be. Put that hand back down. You don't need to be. Put that hand back down. 
They can't hurt you. We got two out of the ten here today. I don't know what to say. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But they, they were afraid, right, because these, the giants, they were real. They were big. They knew how to fight. They had fortified cities. They had all the reasons why they couldn't go. Right? But Joshua and Caleb were the two. How many of you know the name of the ten? Name one of the ten. Right, because who cares about those guys? But Joshua and Caleb... They said, wait a minute, I can almost picture, I'd jump it, I can jump it. Wait a minute. We can take the land. God said we can do it. They jumped up. They said, we can take the land. Surely we're strong enough. Surely God said we can do it. With God on our side, there's no reason we can't do it. And there was an excitement with these two. They were ready to go. But the ten won out. And it wasn't good. And they, instead of going into the land and conquering it, God said, since you all doubted me, you all going to die. Your kids will go in, but none of you are going to see it. And the people, when they heard that, when they, when they came to that place, they, they said, oh God, we're sorry. We repent. And so what they did is they said, we're going to go in anyway. And God told them, you missed your season. I opened the door and told you to go. You told me no. The season's over. The door is closed. And the people of God said, we're going to go anyway. They gathered the same people that God said he was going to do it with. They gathered their armies together. They went across to take the land. And you know what happened? They got their butts kicked. Because they missed the season. When there's a season, you've got to step into it. Now, I don't believe God's closed any of those doors right now, so you haven't missed it. But you've got to step. You've got to move. When the doors open, you've got to go through you got to step in. I'm telling you, it's like when I pray, I see unbelievable things that God wants to do right now. That, that people that will step. I said last week, when we were talking about evangelism and commissioning, that the word says, go ye, not pray and see. When the door is open, step. But sometimes what we do is we go, hey, that's an open door. I think I'll fast and pray and think about it. Now, could anyone open that door, my God? No, 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 nobody could, but, but I'm still going to. And, and we over-spiritualize, and we pause, and then the door closes, and we miss it. It's a season. We're in a season. Like right now, it's amazing. I'm seeing all these people buying houses. And I told my wife, I said, now I don't think I'm supposed to do it, but I almost want to start looking for some more real estate and buy something. <laughs> Why? Because it's a season. It's just, it's opening up. It's just, it, and so you've got to jump. I've seen that in my life. There's seasons. 
We moved to Shreveport. I didn't have the ability to buy a house, but everybody was buying houses. All of a sudden, they're going, bum, 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 buying houses. And so <laughs> my pastor said, why don't you try and buy a house? And I went, well, I can't. I didn't have my job long enough. Don't have the money. He said, if you'll step out in faith and you'll obey, God's going to open the door. Come believe it. Next few months later, we're owners of a house. Didn't make any sense. Why? Because it was a season. Okay? Seasons. Identify the season and jump out. Your purpose has to be in God's timing. There's a time to everything. Okay, we all know past, present, and future, right? Time is kind of in those three areas. It's either in your past, it's in your future, or it's in your present. Right in your past, 2 Corinthians 5.17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. There's a season right now, but you've got to be willing to let go of your past. You've got to be willing to let go of your past. You can't go into your future and hold on to your past. If you're born again, when you got born again, when you asked the Lord, when you repented and asked the Lord into your heart, the Bible says the past becomes covered in the blood, washed, cleansed, white as snow. And yet, as humans, what I find we do is we're constantly trying to remind God of something that He forgot. That we're going, I know God, but do you remember I did this? And He's going, nope, don't remember. Hey, Gabriel. We got, we, got any, uh, we got any notes about that? Nope. All I'm seeing is washed in the blood. There's a cleansing that took place. So, so they're telling me that this happened, but it's not there. And we're constantly holding ourselves back because of something that God has washed away. You need to fire that guy in your head. Just give him his walking papers. I told someone the other day, go out and buy a big stack of, of, of pink papers and start handing them to yourself. <laughs> you fired. You fired. Some people won't allow themselves to be activated because they say, well, I missed it. Right now, there's an open door for activation at New, at New Destiny Christian Center. It's, it's here. It, it's, if you need a prophecy, thus saith the Lord... The door's open. So get rid of all the things of, well, you know, I, you know, I once had the call. No, you didn't once have the call. The Bible says the calling's without repentance. You didn't once, you do. And right now, there's a season. I missed it. Okay, you missed it then, but now's the time. Let's step. Let's begin to move. See, our past can stop us if we're not careful. Our past can, we come up with all kinds of reasons why. Say, my past is gone. It's washed under the blood. All my sins are gone. All my mistakes are gone. All my feet dragging is gone. Because I'm going to start stepping. 
Amen. So you can't let your past hold you back. It's a season. Right now. Right now it's a season. But sometimes you want to know what holds us back? Our thoughts of our future. Psalms 31, 14 and 15. It says, but as for me, I trust you, O Lord. I say, you are my God. My times are in your hand. Deliver me from the hand of the enemies and from those who persecute me. So the psalmist, David, is, is at this time, and he knows that God had said, you're going to be king. But then all the problems started. He was doing okay watching sheep, playing his harp in the field, worshiping God. Enjoying the presence. You know, I don't know much about sheep, but they're probably not that hard to watch. And so he's, and all of a sudden the prophet comes and says, ha, 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 God's got his hand on you. You're going to be king someday. And then all hell breaks loose. I'm sure there were times that David said, you know what, this calling thing, Sometimes fear of the future, you get a word. The prophet stands you up and says, thus saith the Lord. And all of a sudden your head goes into overdrive. What's that going to look like? What's my family going to think? And they think I'm stupid and crazy now. I mean, Joseph, you know, he has a dream. Oh, my word, what a dream. <laughs> and all of a sudden his family hates him and his brothers sell him into slavery. Woohoo! Doesn't that sound like fun? Sometimes our future scares us and it prevents us from stepping through doors because we begin to let our minds work. Well, if I do that, what then? Or sometimes we say things like, if I do that, it doesn't quite line up with what I thought. See, your own thoughts of what your future is supposed to be can prevent you from jumping into the, into the future that God has for you. Because you start to ask yourself, well, what will it look like? It'll look like what God wants it to look like. I mean, I love what God is doing at NDCC. I love people that God's bringing in. I meet new people all the time. And I've said this before. I love meeting new people that come in the first time. You know why? Because in my mind, I think, this could be the first time I shake their hand, but I may know them 10 years from now and have a close relationship and that God might be moving in all of our lives. I love that. I, that just, that is exciting to me. I think of the first time uh, Pastor Nancy, or Angel and Pastor Nancy came into the church up in the Northeast. And I think to myself, you know, I, I remember that they came in this little, little dinky, dumpy church where if you had to use the restroom, you'd have to get up out of your seat and walk right past me and go through a door right there. And there was a curtain you had to... So I'd be up there preaching it here. And then you get to walk out. <laughs> I 
Don't despise the day of small beginnings. <laughs> but they came into that church some, I don't know, what's it been, 15 years maybe? 15 years ago. But here they are. And look what God has done. Some of the closest people that I have in my life. See, your future can, can, can knock on the door, but if you're not careful, you'll talk yourself out of it. It doesn't always look like what you thought. In fact, I'm going to change that. It never looks like what you thought it would look like. We, we all have this picture in our head of what the future is going to look like, but if you're not careful when you get there, you won't recognize it and you won't give God the praise. Sometimes in our future, we, we prevent ourselves because we begin to say, well, I'm, I'm just running out of time. I should be further along than I am right now. Anyone ever said that? I have. I, I've said it. Well, I guess I just can't get there because, you know, I should be further than this. And I know where God wants me. There's no way he can do it that fast. And we talk ourselves out of even trying. It says in 2 Peter 3, 8 and 9, But beloved, do not forget this one thing. That with the Lord, one day is as a thousand years. And a thousand years is as one day. And the Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some count slackness, but, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. One day is as a thousand years. I heard a preacher say it this way one time. God will work on the man... For 20 or 30 years if he has to. He can build a ministry just like that. So don't prevent your future because you think that you don't have enough time. God can make whatever your dream is happen overnight. But you've got to be willing to activate. You've got to be willing to step through the doors. When the doors open, you have to step through. And the last thing about the future that prevents people from going in is the mentality of, well, I'm young, I have plenty of time to do that. Maybe. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. When the door's open, you have to step in. Some doors I've found in my life, God only opens one time. One time. There are doors I didn't step through that... They never opened again. You got to step through when it's there. But the only thing we control, you cannot control your past. Your past is done. You did the deed. You did it. Or you didn't do it. But it's done. There's nothing you can do about it. God's the Redeemer. You got to trust Him with it. Your future... You really can't control. What you can control is your presence. Because your future is really just a culmination of the decisions you make today. It really is. You know, when I got saved, one of the things that we were saying in the, in the new members class is, is I really wasn't a very good reader when I got saved. That's being kind. But today I read constantly. I read, I mean, I'm always reading. There's not a day that goes by that I'm not reading, reading, reading. I love to read. I enjoy to read. 
But do you know how I got there? The painful process of clicking and clunking through a book and, and doing it and trying and practicing and working on it. And 35 years later, I read a lot today. But you have to do today in order for your future to get there. You have to activate your presence, or your present, not your presence. So you have to obey today. Doors are opening. Obey today. Might not be open tomorrow. Might be. But it might not be. We squander today, counting on tomorrow. Solomon said in Proverbs 27.1, Do not boast about tomorrow, for you do not know what the day may bring. Don't wait for tomorrow. Solomon, the wisest man, don't wait for tomorrow. Step across that door today. Do it today. Jesus said in Matthew 6.34, Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. He's saying, take care of today what today needs. And tomorrow, take care of tomorrow. You have to do what you have to do today. Okay, I keep saying, activation's an action. And the, the thing that God gave me as I was working on this sermon and I was praying is I kept seeing a door open and a door close. A door open and a door close. And when that door opens, the ones who activate, the ones who walk through the door... James 4, starting at verse number 13. Come now, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to such and such a city. Spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor that appears for a little time and then vanishes away. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we shall live to do this or that. But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. He's saying these things just come and go and come and go and come and go. You have to respond. You have to respond when it's time. I felt God speak to me a, a, a few months ago and say, now's the time for, for, for Kenya, for a Bible college to get going. And I remember I went to David Katanga and I said, David, you're going to Kenya, and I just want you to explore something. I just want you to kind of get a feel for it. And he went to Africa. He was there for about three months. He, went, he goes over there, and I get a phone call, and he goes, Pastor, it's all ready. We're ready to go. I said, what do you mean? He goes, I found a building. I found a teacher. I found a board. I found, the, I found everything that we need to go, Pastor. When you're ready, let's go. See, that door opened, and he recognized it, and I thought, well, he's going. Let's just mention it to him, and he just stepped on into that door. Amen. Literally, we have all the paperwork. He got lawyers. He got everything. He got accountants. He got everything you need. I got a certain, he, he sends over this, you know, you get a, 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 a JPEG or a GIF or whatever it was, and he sends it over to me, and I thought, I wonder what he's sending me. I click on it, and it's this big official-looking Kenya document that says, you're good to go, start. I thought, my goodness, I was thinking like maybe a year from now. 
See, you don't know what will happen if you'll step through the door. I know, but pastor, what happens if it slams closed on me and hits me in the face? Step faster the next time. You've got to take a chance. See, life is a risk. And people that play it safe are boring. You've got to step through. It's your present. It's your present that matters. It's your present time. It's your present season. It's your present that when that door opens. I mean, my message is really simple today. I'm out of notes already. You know what it is? Step. There's a time. There's a season right now. Step into it. Step into it. You're going to get jostled, banged. There'll be, there'll be a lot of people trying to get, it's like my wife said, it really is like a revolving door. You know, you, you get those, you know, they got those real big ones. You know, but, but sometimes the doors that I see are, are those little ones. And they're moving really fast. You ever had one where a kid's in there and he's trying to move that door real fast? He's, he, they're all automated now, but he's in there and he's like, ah, you know, and you're standing there and you're going... And you got to jump in there real quick and, you know, because the space is only like this big. Sometimes that's what serving God is. Right now we're in one of those seasons where you've got to jump, you got to move, you got to press, you got to push, you got to do it. You got to jump in there. There's a season, there's a season, there's a season. And right now, right now, right now, the season is open. And if you jump in, you're going to have to move your feet quick. But if you jump in right now, you're going to get through to the other side. They don't make those doors like that anymore. They learn because of the, the kids that were, you know, yeah, but anyway. I was one of those kids when I was growing up, i got to admit it. I'd keep on going around and around until somebody got in there. I'd push really hard. It's a season. The time to step is now. God wants to do it. It's all about timing. It's all about timing. And I'm telling you, the time is right now that it's open. You may not feel that you're ready. You may not understand everything. But if you'll step, that's that holy laughter thing. So if you'll step, God will move. Okay? You got it? So today's word is timing but it's time to step in Jesus' name. Every head bowed. Every eye closed. Nobody looking around for just a minute. Maybe you're here and you're not saved. You've never asked Jesus into your life. His presence strong today. And He convicts of sin, not for condemnation's sake, but he convicts of sin so that we can repent and be cleansed. You're here and you're not saved, but today the Lord's dealing with you. You want to give your life to Jesus. You'd signify it with an uplifted hand. Just put your hand up, put it right back down. Anyone at all across this building. Unsaved, maybe you're backslidden. You once walked with God somewhere along the line. But today he's dealing with you. Just put your hand up and right back down so we can make sure and pray for you this morning. Amen. God sees this hand. Is there anyone else who wants to join this one? Anyone else?
unsaved, backslidden, not right with God. Amen. Then if, if you raised your hand, if you could look at me, if you raised your hand and you want Jesus, if you could just make your way out to the side and come over here to my left, we want to pray with you. You can do it when other people come. But God is dealing with some about timing. And, and we've already done prayer and we've already done all that kind of stuff. But we're going to stand to our feet. And if, if you're one that says, I need to step, that you understand there's a timing issue, there's something that needs to be done, amen, then very quickly you need to come. I'm not going to spend a lot of time. We're going to go across. I'm going to pray for you very quickly because it has nothing to do with me. It has to do with you responding so that you can step. Let's stand to our feet. If you raised your hand, if you can come over here to my left, we'll make sure that you get the prayer you need. Let's all stand up. Let's worship God. Thank you for listening to this message by Pastor David Verdecchio of New Destiny Christian Center. If you'd like to learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.newdestinychristiancenter.com.